0: Am I giving too much to work? Am I not giving enough time to my children? What's gonna give and how am I gonna create the capacity to do that? It's only when you do that that you can show up for whatever it is you need to show up for. So
1: Rina de Annabelle aka Mummy and Perfect and you're listening to the Sisterhood of Mummy and Perfect, the podcast that celebrates and explores all things womanhood and motherhood. It's a place where you get your weekly dose of girl chat, the place where we talk about things that often get brushed under the carpet but are things that all women go through at some point. So let's stop pretending that we have it all together all the time, let's share our experiences, let's just you know be a sisterhood. Now what I'm talking about today is why are women trying to do it all? the house, the kids, the husband, the career, the chores, the meal planning, the daily exercise and affirmations. And don't forget to get those steps in. Can we even do it all? Is it just unrealistic? And how do we cope better with all the different things that we are all trying to juggle? So here to drop some knowledge on the pod and to help answer those questions is psychologist, mother of three, TEDx speaker, Momta Saha. Hi, Montha. Welcome to the Sister of hey.
0: Perfect. <laughs> Hi, Rena, So happy to be on here discussing all of these important issues.
1: And I should have said fellow Aston Uni graduate as well.
0: Yes, Even though I, you were Aston as well. I was,
1: I was. And, and I said this to you ages ago when I first um, contacted yeah. you, that I vaguely remember you, because I think you were like a year or so younger than me. And I vaguely remember, like, did you do some singing in some talent shows, yes. because I remember there was some I don't I don't even remember what your singing sounded like or anything but I'm sure it was good but I just remember thinking I was like oh okay so who's that girl doing the singing somebody went oh that's Mamba and I kind of re- remembered your face and I was like oh is that the same person
0: oh yes that was me singing I still sing by the way um nice. in the shower yeah so uh not not on stage anymore but yeah that was me oh <laughs> so it's nice to speak to you so um okay so I know you haven't got that much time
1: so I just wanted to talk about the pressure that women put on themselves like last week um well, a couple of weeks ago I spoke to uh, Romy and Gileth, who are part of my panel sometimes about this um channel Four dra- drama I am Victoria that I watched about this woman who was kind of just unraveling really and uh, she was just putting so much pressure on herself with everything like you know business deals house kids dinner parties trying to be all perfect and there wasn't really a specific reason that they showed but it just made me think about that pressure you know and it's not just women who are married like women who are unmarried they have no kids feel that pressure to have a family people always saying why are you not married like how much does this affect women and are we putting that pressure on ourselves
0: I think that it really does affect women, I think it creates um, high expectations, it creates anxiety, a pressure that it's really unnecessary and I think this does come from society and we choose to absorb it and I say the word choose because it is a choice but it's such a conscious, deeply embed choice that we often don't realize that we're making that choice every single day of our lives in multiple times an hour. Um, and then what happens is as a result, it, it just piles on top of us. And we get to the point where we are having those panic attacks. We are breaking down. We are resentful and angry. And that rage just pops up as though it's a beach ball that's just been pushed down the water and, and just pops up. And it doesn't go away until we face it and change something about our lives.
1: Mm, okay, um, but then if, <laughs> the thing is, if we want to do these things ourselves, if we like, you know, I would like to have a career, you know, I, I, I'm i just, let's just talk about me and, and my experience, like, you know, I went to uni, I studied and everything, I had a career in media, and, media um, for, for years, and then when it came to having children, then that's something that I, I let go for a while I couldn't do, however, then, you know, it's set me back but i i know that if i went to work i would be missing out on time with the kids so i feel like is there always a kind of trade-off and are we always left feeling some kind of guilt about it
0: yeah i think i think that there is a trade-off um but the mindset that we adopt around what we choose to do is very important and actually has that has an impact on the quality of that time spent with our children or that time spent with work Um guilt is an interesting concept because it is self-made and it's negative so it, we create the guilt we feel the guilt often in moments where we should be really present we're in moments being with our child and we're thinking about oh, i'd love to be able to go back to work or we're at work thinking what's my child doing why are we doing that to ourselves and this is the work that i do as a psychologist it's really raising awareness over what are you telling yourself, and is it enabling you or the opposite? And actually, is it a healthy thought or is it an unhealthy thought? And actually, reflecting on your intuition, how you're feeling, if you do feel like things are out of sync, say from a home front or a, on a work front, then turning your anxiety or angst around it into action and taking practical steps around that so that you can manage it, which is all about boundaries, it's all about... Um, deliberately choosing to drop some balls and being okay with that. So that's what I did this summer. You know, I'm like mad workaholic. For me, my work is good for my mental health. I absolutely love it. And it would be something that I'd hold very close to me, even when I was pregnant, even soon after the kids were born. You know, it's always at it. And this summer I decided that actually I, I really don't want to do it all. It's too overwhelming and I'm feeling really anxious. So I'm consciously going to park this stuff, XYZ activity or project until September and I'll come back to it when I'm ready and initially I was a little bit uncomfortable about emailing those people who were eagerly awaiting for my prompt response because that's what they were used to mm. I also feel that we condition people and then we we push ourselves to live up to those expectations that we set um, and this is why people always say that women who come back to work are just phenomenal um well, well they're phenomenal because um they feel like they need to prove themselves but that's going off when down a rabbit hole um but once I sent that email, Rina, I just felt free. I felt like some burdens had been lifted off my shoulders. And now that I'm back and it's September and the kids are finally back to school and all the staggered mm. starting and finishing has ended, um, I, um, I, feel read- I feel ready. But actually, I feel ready in a different way where I'm going into things a little bit more conscientious and cautious around not taking on too much this time around. Mm. So... so mm. Did you think that's... We need to do that a little bit more, like setting those boundaries one hundred percent, and I think that you know often i I see people when they 're at the end of their tether when they haven 't set the boundaries and they 're sick and or you know they 're angry, and the relationships might be breaking down firstly with themselves and then with people around them um, and we must, we must. Because if we don't do it, nobody is going to do it for us, not even our partners. I mean, my husband has never once said to me in the 11 years that we've been married, married, honey, you need to have some boundaries around that how late, late you stay up and talking to me. You know, never, ever. So I can't be angry at him. Mm-hmm. I can't be resentful. Yeah. I've got to take matters into my own hands and look after myself.
1: Mm.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Um, <laughs> let's talk about boundaries a little bit, though, because even, like, you know, we're both South Asian women come from South Asian families Mm. and you know I don't know about you but growing up you know I saw a lot of strong women around me you know in my family and stuff in the community but I don't know about boundaries Mm. because they were doing it all and they had a lot of roles Mm. to fulfill so okay you know I'm a mom I am a daughter-in-law I'm a wife I'm a mother-in-law I'm a sister-in-law and there were all these things it was a lot going on and the men often you know didn't help out that much I mean I think it's probably different now but it was, you know, I don't know what boundaries were there. And then there was things, obligations, family obligations that they had to fulfil and they kept doing it.
0: Mm, I know, I know. It's a completely different time, wasn't it? And I think Anita Rani talks about this in her book, um, The Right Sort of Girl, very beautifully. She she really belays it well. Um, I do look back on my childhood and I do think about our parent generation and think about the style of parenting that they have had in comparison to the... general and I'm making uh, huge generalizations here but the type of parenting styles that we would have my parents for a fact were a lot more hands-off yes they fed us yes they smiled when they needed to and they scolded us when they needed to as well but did they sit with me and hear me read? No, I was actually discouraged to read books because it took too much time listening to me to read. Um, I, you know, Which is so interesting, um, you know, and you don't think twice about it. You just think, well, mum's in the kitchen, obviously, and, or mum's at work and she's busy. And so, yes, our parents were there, but they were there at a different capacity and a different level of intensity. I also believe that their intentions, so their intentions were centered around homemaking. Um, so they might have worked but fundamentally that work was just a means to an end to earn money so that the shopping could be done um very rare you know it was very rare to hear about someone who's climbing up the corporate ladder for example now you hear it more so and you see these women who were like on the boards and you think wow kudos to you but back in the day there were really not not that many women um doing that sort of thing i mean my mum worked in retail for so many years um because for her it was an easy easy kind of job that she could get a committed, secure paycheck at the end of the month, so that at the weekend, one day a week, she could be with her kids, but otherwise she was there earning money. Um, so, yes, I, I think we're a whole different kettle of fish right now, and so um, we do set ourselves these intense higher expectations and try to replicate the same... Try to replicate doing it all, as we perceived our parents did. But if we look into how they did it, we'll realise that it wasn't it wasn't a hundred percent really, as much as we can assume that mm. they did. Yeah,
1: um but then also we look at them and we're like, oh my god, they were so selfless and they did all this for us and that kind of thing, which is obviously amazing. Mm. And this is why now I think some people are like boundaries equal selfishness. There is that there is that mm. opinion, right? Yes,
0: of course yes um look i think that um i think that there's a lot at stake when we don't have boundaries there's a lot at stake when it comes to the quality and the authentic authenticity that we bring to relationships if we don't think about carving out time to take care of what we need How are we going to show up? We're going to show up resentful, we're going to show up annoyed, we're going to show up short. I mean, I certainly know looking back to growing up, there was a lot of dysregulated emotion in the house. Um, and I, when you and also, um, you know, you hear this a lot about South Asian families, and again, Anita Rani depicts this in her book uh, very well. There was so much anger, there was so much resentment, it wasn't dealt with. Now, what's Healthy for those around you is having a regular emotionally regulated person. How do we get there? We don't get there by spreading ourselves thin, we get there by checking in with ourselves. How am I doing? Am I giving too much to work? Am I not giving enough time to my children? What's going to give? And how am I going to create the capacity to do that? It's only when you do that that you can show up for whatever it is you need to show up for. So, if you, I don't believe it's selfish, I believe it's being self interested. Um, for the betterment of everybody around you Mm. yeah and there's a way to be assertive right to say things in a way because I I looked at one of
1: your posts actually Uh, I think it's one of your recent posts about being assertive so Mm. it's a different there's a different way to ask for things right there's a different I mean just give me an example of of that when in in terms of this this what we're talking about boundaries and family and these pressures and things
0: yeah, totally. So um, it's really like looking at your calendar and thinking about, okay, um, we've got to get this family around for dinner. We've been to theirs twice now. They've got to come over to ours. Looking at the calendar and not jumping for the, for the nearest day and thinking about, okay, when works for me? When's a lighter week so that I can be mindful of preparing for that dinner and the kids don't have any activities that day and we're all good and that weekend looks clear so that we can recover the next day you know if we have it on a Saturday we recover Mm -hmm. the Sunday so that so that's the kind of thing saying look I'm sorry we can't meet sooner it's just that we've got a lot going on um with the family and the kids but we're going to do the third weekend of September as opposed to the as opposed to sooner let's try and grab a coffee if we can before then but if not we're definitely going to see you for that long day Mm. on that date um, it's also asking for what you need rather than um, it's also stating what you need rather than asking for what you need so rather than saying you know can I go out for a coffee with a friend at the weekend I just need to I need to bit have, have a bit of headspace it's saying I will be meeting my friend for two hours on Saturday are you all right to have the kids and this is something I've learned yeah. uh, I over love time that. I will be <laughs> <laughs> I will be I will be and then when I'm not listen to which because we sometimes there are times when people are busy and not hearing you I will say you know it's my expectation that I can have a bit of time out you know at least once a week it's my expectation that's a I've worked with influencing skills and negotiating skills mm. in the corporate world and that's a very strong powerful it is my expectation I have an expectation and I'm relaying it to you I will be I need to I, re- I have an absolute desire to and this is my need. Bloody love that. <laughs> I love that, mate. Boss, boss lady talk. No, but it's like, you know... It is. That's boss
1: lady talk. And and how many of us mm. actually talk that way? Like, sometimes, you know, we're a bit like, oh, do you mind if I... Yes. And, that, and even the most confident people, I don't think that I'm a passive person. I've, I think I'm a confident yes. person. Yes. I don't even... I don't know Have I used language like that. Boss lady talk. I want to because... No, I like that. <laughs> yes. It's like, you know, it's not even being yeah.
0: like it's not like you're trying to be scary or anything you're literally no. asking for what you want exactly yes and uh, something that I do Rena, and, and people might find this a bit weird but every year on my birthday I basically book a spa day for myself and <laughs> I go away for the day and get my family and I don't go away I just go somewhere locally but I'll book a hotel really yeah. nice spa day and massage because that's what I want to do on my birthday. I don't want to talk to anyone. Like, I don't want to clean anyone's bums that day, right? I don't want to be making anyone a cup of tea, yeah? I want everything done for me, and so therefore I book this day, and then my family (laughs) meet me at the end of the day for dinner. And um, initially I felt really scared. Like, I was like, oh my God, the kids will want to cut the cake with me, and this... No, like, people celebrate their birthday for a whole month. A cake can be cut in the evening, or a day before, or a day after. Like. This is my one day where I was born, and I want to celebrate just being me by myself. Um, and that was brave, but I've done it for three years in a row now, and it's just a given now. Uh, the kids will be like, you know, can we go to this place in the evening for dinner on your birthday? Because obviously, mum, you'll be going to the spa for the day. And I'm like, good that they know that. And what they're learning, I have three girls, and what they're learning Same. is um, you have be girls as well. Yeah. So, you know, it's super important. And of course, if you have boys as well, this is equally as important. But, you know, mummy's actually taking time out for herself and she comes back a better person. So they're quite happy when I go because when they see me, Mm. daddy's obviously exhausted because he's had him for the day, one day in the whole year. Um, And then I'm like, hi, girls. You know, I'm I'm refreshed and I'm back. And I'm so thankful for that time.
1: Yeah. Mm. That sounds like a a nice balance, though, as well, because, you know, to be honest, Mm. it's I've had a uh, like several years of basically uninterrupted sleep every night, right? So mm. it's only started getting better recently but during that time I was fantasizing about oh, I just want to book myself into a hotel and not talk to people yeah. and eat room service and watch TV the whole time and I mentioned it to my husband yes. and the same for the birthday or Mother's Day and he's like, Oh, so you yes. don't want to spend it with us then? And I then and I was like, yes. Oh, I do, uh, mm. you know. But
0: it's but it's that's a yes. nice balance because it is like you're doing something. Otherwise, it's it's for other yes. people,
1: right? It's for other people.
0: And my one hundred percent. My husband said exactly those words. He's like, "So you don't want to spend the day with us?" And I said, "No, it's not that I don't want to spend the day with you. It's that I need the day for myself. Mm. I'd like to spend the time just recouping, and I'd like to just spend the time reading a book and, or doing what I want to do, or not even doing anything at all." And I need that day for myself. It's this one day in the year. And so he, he couldn't really argue with that because mm-hmm. every other day I'm there, I'm present, I'm emotionally available and I'm giving my all. And And I think the emotional load that mothers carry is something that we do not talk about enough, we don't give enough credit for. And often when my husband and I are talking about you know, he's working so hard and he's in a full-time job and, you know, managing most of the finances, etc. I do remind him, and I think every woman listening to this needs to be mindful of the emotional load that you carry being a mother. When they have scuffs, fights, upset days at school, which happens a lot, Um, you know, they didn't do as well in their homework as they'd hoped, didn't get star of the week or whatever. Whose shoulder do they cry on mostly? Right, yours. And you have to and of course you do it with love, but that still takes something from you that cannot be ignored. It takes an energy, and you need to recoup that energy somehow so that you mm. can be there when they need you. Yeah, oh God, that's so important. It's so
1: important. Um, what, what are, um, just lastly, what are good coping mechanisms that people can have for like, you know, when they're spinning all those plates, when they're at work with the kids, doing all this stuff that you just said, mm. just tell me some good coping mechanisms.
0: I think um it's really important to stay connected to a really good friend of yours or you know call the Samaritans. I used to call the Samaritans all the time, um in when I when I was in the UK, all the they were, they were literally in my favourites. Just have a chat with how you're feeling. Get your get your feelings off your chest. So communicate. I'd say journaling is super important and very healing. Whatever those niggling thoughts are in your mind, take them out of your head, take them out of your body and put them down on paper. You will feel lighter as a result. Um try to incorporate 30 minutes of exercise a day whether it's walking mm. jumping on the spot squats in the bathroom while kids are having a bath whatever try to do something because that will release the oxytocin in your brain that's what we really really want get rid of that serotonin get rid of that um cortisol the stress hormone and and just to refresh you um and hydrate basic knees drink heaps of water um uh, affirming i'm a big advocate of affirmations affirm uh, affirmations have been scientifically proven to change the neurological pathways in your brain and when you do that you feel stronger you feel more resilient you're less likely to feel threatened in a perceived in a, in a perceived threatful such, threatening situation um, so there's a whole there's a whole load there but speak to someone if you if you feel unheard and un, you know like mm. you're not being seen and um, come to my page on instagram i've got loads of yeah, resources share your, share the page, on yeah. there it's saha s-a-h-a underscore mamta m-a-m-t-a just dm me if you want to chat um you won't be sent an invoice and it's all about just supporting each other and reminding each other about these simple things that we can do that make a massive difference and remember if you don't see here and recognize yourself nobody else is going to do it for you and if people have gotten used to you not doing that it might feel a little bit strange when you start to do that but they're going to have to come out of your out of their comfort zones as are you if you want anything to be different you can do it
1: Mm. thank you so much thank you so much it's been really really nice talking to you Um, and thank you everybody for listening I hope that this was really um, that you, you got something good out of this please do share it with your friends and family be generous share it with fellow queens until next week that's it from me bye Bernie.